0: Another day, another disaster. You're listening to SEQ with Babylon.
1: Delphi's not here today.
2: <laughs>
1: Isha. And I'm the guy who convinced Strom Thurmond to consider black people at least three-fifths of a person.
2: That seems generous somehow. That's what i
1: did. Just a little bit.
0: I don't know. I don't think Joe Biden believes that black people are three-fifths of a person. Like, all black people combined, I don't think he believes constitute three-fifths of one person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, that seems like a generous accreditation to give the man.
3: I feel like he may have at one point, but his mind is so far gone. Mmm. Okay. The important thing to recall is, as long as you consider each black person at least that much of a person, when you throw them in prison, you can use their population to assign delegates to a zone.
0: Even though they do not get to vote. Exactly. Fair enough. Our constitution is actually kind of bad in
1: places. In places?
0: I mean, it's got good points, you know, all created equal, the the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you know, instead of just like, you have the right to life, also we're gonna throw you in
3: prison. But they, <laughs> they
0: just do throw you in prison, so... Yeah,
3: if we actually lived up to the talk, it would be a great constitution.
2: It, it definitely is, uh, there, there's some heavy lifting in the subtext going on in it, is what I would say.
1: Listen, all men are created equal, just some are more equal than others. Oh god. Do we want to do the class hatred behind Karen bashing? I oh god. so
2: fucking
0: absolutely do. And I know that by the time that this episode gets out, because it's going to be like a week from now, and it's going to be the deadest horse that we will have beaten to death again. We've killed a zombie horse. Oh my god, I want it, though. So
3: a normal horse.
0: I Okay, we can't keep up with this like weird horse obsession for multiple episodes. The macro <laughs> horse
2: will sue us.
1: <laughs> this weird horse boner we have.
2: I mean, yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair, but we should absolutely do that thing you said, Lore. Uh, oh, God! I read one, it once already,
0: was and it's so bad, it's almost unfathomable, and I'm about to do it again. Oh, my I God. I couldn't get
1: past, like, the first couple of paragraphs. Alright, I have so not yet
3: read this, so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be- I'm gonna be the completely unspoiled sounding board as y'all discuss it.
0: Oh, boy the class hatred behind karen bashing by brendan o'neill it's written by a is right karen is a sexist classist slur this is not the article that i read there are multiple of these yeah
2: what? there's like there were a bunch going around did you not know
0: no i
3: didn't realize i'm familiar there was more with the discourse one. i wasn't familiar with the like big articles
1: that oh, are apparently floating shit. around. This is
0: not the one I read. The one I oh, read was yeah. I, I let me see.
1: This one comes to us I did background on spikedonline.com. hmm Mainly because I found it fascinating that this random dude was writing about feminism.
2: Uh-huh. And if
1: you just take a little looky loo, uh, you end up with things like the glorious myth of the twenty of the twenty seventeen election. Corona cops are out of control. The rise of the centrist conspiracy theorist. This guy sounds like such a Becky.
2: Oh boy! This oh no, this is, is just the site. Here.
1: I'm just like just reading okay. things off the front of the pay uh, front of the site. Don't let fear win. And it's a big old picture of Boris Johnson. Um. So this tells you exactly everything that you need to know about this paper's particular so wait, leanings. Is that
3: supposed to be Boris Johnson is fear or not voting for Boris Johnson would be letting fear win? I,
1: d- I don't know which is worse. This seems to be a British paper or British editorial hub.
0: So the one I read was from The Guardian, which is also I think British.
1: Did yeah, The Guardian I-, I think is I think it is based in the UK.
0: Are more people named Karen in the UK? Is that why they care? And
1: <laughs> oh, no. what I find fascinating about all of this, about this particular one, because this one, so this one begins with the with the sentence with a quote from Cicero. Cicero of all people. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. It is the it's it is the peculiar quality of the fool, the
0: pretentiousness,
1: to perceive the faults of others and forget his own.
0: Wait, is that why people keep dropping fucking Cicero quotes on Twitter all over the place? I missed out on the origin of that meme.
1: Oh my god, I'm... The next sentence to follow that quote is, this is also true of the woke bourgeoisie who bang on endlessly about Karens.
0: I have never met a single
2: bourgeois who, who, who... The Karens are the bourgeois. They don't know what it means. They don't know what it means at all. Also, I, I have noticed that almost every single one of these articles includes a Cicero quote at some point, and they are, typically, different Cicero quotes. And I just have to say, quoting Cicero... The pretension. Oh boy, it's a real choice decision to make. I assure you, lads,
0: you're not as eloquent as Cicero currently is and he has been <laughs> dead for 2000 years. That's valid. That's accurate. Yeah.
1: So th- this whole Karen hysteria has come out of white women not liking the fact that the underclass has been referring to members of their social cohort as Karens.
3: Uh you can't use the word uppity. That's racist. It's a slur. Against black people, but you'd know if you were actually a POC. Uh, Sure.
0: I just want everyone to enjoy this thesis statement at the end of the introductory paragraph. This behavior is hilariously ironic, given that it too is Karen-like. Snitching to management, trying to get people sacked, moaning endlessly about every inconvenience, is the stock in trade of woke millennials. These Karen bashers are the biggest Karens of all. What the fuck? That's the statement of the first paragraph.
2: Is there argument that those are good things somehow? Or do they just acknowledge that those are all terrible things, but to criticize anyone for them is inherently misogynist? I don't know which one I want. They're both horrible. He thinks
0: that middle-aged, middle-class white women do not snitch to management and try to get people fired and moan about every inconvenience and turn someone forgetting to say please when they say have a great day into a fireable offense that condemns you to poverty. No, no, no. And that saying
3: that is a misogynist stereotype that doesn't exist?
0: He thinks only woke millennials do that, not middle-class white women. And so woke millennials are making fun of their own flaws and projecting them on middle-class white women. The irony being, there is projection happening here, but it's not from poor people.
1: I'm lucky that if if a waitress gets my fucking order wrong, there's about a 50% chance I will even say, hey, so this is the wrong thing. Like, what the fuck is this idiot talking about?
0: He has seen one person correct one misgendering in public once in his life, and it traumatized him so badly.
3: <laughs> triggered keck.
0: It's just everywhere, but only from those poor brown children and not from respectable women like his mother.
2: I could literally oh die if a waitress gets my order wrong because of food allergies. And you can ask Babylon exactly how many times I have willingly told the waitress that something was wrong. I have to do it. I have to do it.
0: Every time. It's unbearable. <laughs>
1: Does anyone else think the Karen slur is a woman hated is is woman hating and based on class prejudice? The Karen slur.
2: The Karen slur.
1: The Karen slur, and that one's fat. Like, particularly. someone's
2: name doesn't get to be a slur, guys. That just yeah. isn't how it works.
1: Listen, unless you met some, like a black person named nigger, shut the fuck up. Karen is not a slur.
2: Oh boy.
1: The, like, the, the collective white freak out about Karens and Beckys is a fascinating.
0: Just for those of you who don't know, Becky, as a term, fell out of favor by the time Taylor Swift used it in a song. Yep. Anybody who's bringing Becky up now to prove that this is a pattern of misogyny does not understand how, I don't know, language and dialect and the evolution of culture work, because Becky isn't a term anyone uses anymore!
3: I assume (sighs) kids with the name Rebecca might.
0: Okay, well now now you're being pedantic. (laughs) And I could get you banned on Twitter for doing that. That's
3: true. It's a good thing I'm not
1: doing it on Twitter. (laughs) Sykes, joke's on you. I've been live-streaming this this entire time. Oh,
2: God.
0: (laughs) That'll get you banned on
1: Twitter. Ah, fuck.
2: So, okay, I will for for the sake of this whole discussion, I will play the part of as close to devil's advocate as I'm capable of getting. There is a long and storied tradition of making fun of insert specific kind of woman or girl and saying It's not a misogyny thing. And I have in the past had conversations with people about the fact that those who are already misogynist will go out of their way to refer to people as Karen with complete and utter disregard for what its function is within society. That said, that does not create a sufficient fucking criticism of calling people Karens to be called misogynist. And y'all need to get the fuck over yourselves. Sometimes people will use a a phrase wrong, but it does not, in fact, make the term Karen misogynistic.
0: I do think 5% of these people are coming from a genuine place of concern based on the way that, for example, completely harmless behaviors like having really fancy drinks at Starbucks were turned into white girl jokes, which was just an excuse to make fun of girls of all races by mocking femininity. That's a thing that happens, but Karen represents a very specific intersection of whiteness, womanhood, and wealth. Karens have this idea that because they are wealthy and white, they should have everything, and because they are women, Anytime they don't have everything, they're the delicate damsel and this is the distress. That's unique to an intersection of white womanhood
2: and wealth. Shortly before the massive explosion of Karen is misogynist discourse, there was a sudden outpouring from supposedly left-leaning centrist uh, where they were referring to people like, say, Nina Turner or Brianna Joy Gray as Karens. For like a whole three seconds, there was a conversation about, you can't just call people that, otherwise you're being a racist or a misogynist. And then the explosion of articles condemning all Karenism as racist and misogynist, all in the span of maybe 36 hours. Do you want to know
0: who flipped it from, hey, you can't fucking say that to be
2: racist, to, oh noes, the white women. The same exact people who were calling those women Karens were, are now the people who are retweeting articles about how Karenism is fucking misogynist. So I'm going to guess near a tanden.
0: This particular oh line of argument comes from noted turf obsessed with destroying the lives of trans people, Julie Bindle. Oh, oh fun. Yeah.
2: I love that. <sighs>
3: Oh, it's geez.
0: always the turfs. When you get down to it. One of the
3: Ur-Kerrans.
0: When you get down to it. Oh, boy.
2: It's always the TERFs. It does have to be. In order to have that black and white of view of womanhood and femininity, Turf ideology must just feel like the last salvation.
3: Of white savior?
2: No. Yes. Almost always.
0: Specifically, it's the damsel in distress thing where white women want to be saved, at the expense of everyone else around them. They demand that everyone else save them. That's their weird obsession.
3: Yeah. Okay, so the white save her complex.
2: Yes, the white <clears throat> save her. But also keep in mind that the damsel in distress is a misogynistic trope that should never be used because it positions women as being inferior and needing saving. And we don't need saving. We can save ourselves. Okay, Karen this is julie bindle's
0: tweet by the way the term karen is being used as a sexist and racist slur considering this is an equivalent of the n-word for white women should it be banned on twitter
2: if oh no, my god
0: explain so obviously ninety-six okay. oh 96 no but let's just break down some bullet points on this one racist against white people two You cannot ban someone's
2: name. Three, if you have two words that you're trying to compare to each other in severity, and one of them you literally can't say,
3: that's the worst word. That's what I was going to say. For the record, if you are comparing a word that you can say to a word you will only indicate by the first letter, they're not equivalent.
2: Oh, God. Boy, white women are exhausting. But yeah, basically,
0: that tweet is where this whole shit show started. And all of the news articles keep calling her journalist, Julie Bindel. And I'm like, no, she runs a blog where she destroys trans people's lives. If that's all it takes to be a journalist, I'm a journalist too.
1: Hey, Hey, Babylon, was the article that you read named The Karen Meme is Everywhere and it has become mired in sexism?
0: Yes, that is the one that I read. I just remember the unbearably smug picture they have chosen to prove that it's sexist. (laughs) If you're going to try and claim that it's not about wealthy white women condescending to people of color, maybe don't pick the smuggest possible image. Well, we've got this one open. Lore, did you find my favorite sentence? Can you guess which one it is?
1: All right, let's see. But Karen, who the frick is Karen?
0: <laughs> okay, you're really close. It's like two lines from there.
1: Karen is commonly used in the US to refer to a strident middle-class white woman who talks down to people of color.
0: They define Karen specifically as being a racist piece of shit, and then they spend the next two. Thousand words talking about how Karen is actually secretly sexism. <laughs>
2: it's because they don't actually think racism is real.
1: I mean, it is the Guardian. Mm. That does sound distressingly plausible. All right, shall we move on to the next?
0: We gotta we gotta flip the gender switch on this bad bitch because, like, I don't want to talk about Karen anymore. When I could talk about Keith, Joe, oh.
1: Joe Arpaio. Agreeable, distinguished, honorable, optimistic, Joe Biden. This podcast is in no way affiliated with Joe Biden.
0: I've literally forgotten what the fuck we were talking about before this. Oh, oh well, that's on brand for the subject we're about to get into, so it's fine. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Speaking of Joes,
0: <laughs> is no wait,
2: what? It's Mary
0: Jane, not Mary Joe. I heard that somebody got him. Into- that's
1: sexist. <laughs> oh God! It's Adam and Eve, not Richard and Karen.
2: I don't love that.
1: That's okay because I do.
2: Holy
0: shit! <laughs> so speaking of things that I have not been able to confirm. Uh, we're gonna talk about fact-checking today, kids.
2: There's a lot of misinformation going around, and even where there's not misinformation, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily have the knowledge or the resources to fully contextualize information they're getting, so then that turns into misinformation.
3: That stupid fucking Medium article about how joggers are spreading COVID. I'm oh, boy. Sorry? Oh yeah, there's a Medium article that was uh, flying around Twitter a couple days ago about how, if you're going out jogging, the air spread of COVID has been underreported and under-researched, so you are getting and spreading COVID, and it's just some jackass who wrote a Medium piece and has no expertise in anything.
2: Rule one of fact-checking, kids. If it comes from Medium, it's been written by some fucko who can write whatever the fuck they want and call themselves whatever the fuck they want, and I know because I write Medium articles.
0: Sometimes I think about writing Medium articles, but I'd rather die.
2: I have historically only written them when we're extremely broke. Medium is not a good uh, source for fact-checked information, which isn't to say that it's impossible. Obviously, when you have a gigantic collection of anonymized writers, some of them will be good. You can't know that until you fact-check.
0: Alright, so, uh, in honor of the day that this should be coming out, and uh, we'll see, <laughs> we have decided to explore the very poorly known and heavily mythologized origins of the phrase 420
1: blaze it.
3: If this is coming out on a day that isn't 420, just assume we blazed it too hard. But given the year, every day of this month is 420.
2: You know what? I, I agree with that.
0: We're gonna go in a circle and we're gonna tell the stories that we all heard in middle
2: school about the origin of 420. I'll go first because mine isn't so much a story as like a fun quick quippy fact. 420 is meant to commemorate the death of Bob Marley, who, of course, did not die on 420, but in factuality died on May 11th. Uh,
1: Lore. <clears throat> well, I was born in a log cabin.
2: That is definitely not true.
0: How you doing, Abe? <laughs> I, I was... know enough about Lore's mother to know that that is not on the table.
1: What, what I heard growing up was 420 was the police code for illegal consumption of the Mary Jane. As opposed to all the legal consumption that was going on when you were born. Correct. Which was weird considering rural Vermont really didn't really have police codes as like the sheriff knew everyone and would just like roll up and go, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, at least share it.
3: Alright, Dan. You know you can't do this on the highway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on pretty <the> much. Highway?
1: <laughs> i would be surprised. You're not
2: allowed to hotbox your parents' car on the highway, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was in high school,
0: there's this uh, student who's, whose mother, unironically, was a trucker. He used the call sign 420 and That's had to amazing. explain to the entire class every time that fact came up what the fuck was going on there. The explanation that I always heard from this student was, well, in the 70s, when we didn't have as good of science, we thought there were only 420 uh, chemicals that make up marijuana, but now we know there are 421. Oh my
2: god. Um. Wow. That is a very specific myth. Yes. Yes,
3: it is. Y'all got some real weird tales spun for ya. (laughs) Why, what was yours? It it makes mine feel boring. Oh, see, I was a delinquent. I, uh, actually hung out with a lot of the stoners. And what uh, we were told, what I was told from them, is that 4.20 is the time of day that you can be fairly confident that the police have moved on from looking for troublemaking kids... To looking for drunk drivers coming home from work so you can safely smoke at four twenty
0: if you're a wow. kid and not a driver,
3: <laughs> yes, if you're a kid and not Dan from Vermont,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this about delphi's childhood, and I just imagined them as a banjo for like for like half a second, like just pompadour haircut
0: <laughs> I want you to imagine that uh that edgy but not a goth because i just can't be bothered to wear fashionable black but everyone's pretty sure i'm gonna blow the school up and maybe Uh, sometimes people call me columbine behind my back if they're feeling really really risk-taking
3: that day okay here's the thing this is the most personal information you will ever get about me are you ready i have been told that I looked like a young Christian Slater, I'm going to say,
1: <laughs> just watch
3: the original Heather's movie. Oh, God! Oh, and the no. jackass who tries to blow up the school. Picture that. That was me as a kid.
2: Oh, boy.
3: Drink the bleach. <laughs> yes. That was... My aesthetic, my whole vibe, well, that, but with long hair.
0: This is very 420 fashion.
1: Uh, see, I really, I really was really hoping for the, like, open collared shirt and the... God. <laughs> Just rolling your R's Not for no everyone good reason. is
2: an anime character, Lore.
3: But That's if funny. I had grown up in Japan, I probably would have been.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does this have to do with fact-checking, or I guess more accurately... How are we going to walk you through how to fact check each of these mythologies?
0: Because they are all false. I mean, they're all extremely false. As you can tell by the fact that we all learned different stories in the same position of being middle and high schoolers doing illegal drugs.
2: That's not a reliable source, lads. (laughs) The thing your high school teacher said to you about how Oh, such and such isn't a good source. Oh, you have to use things that end with .gov or .org. That's not what we're going to do here today. That's some bullshit, guys. That
0: doesn't Wikipedia fucking is matter.
3: remarkably good for fact-checking.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, all of these myths can be debunked by going to Wikipedia and typing in 420 and the page comes up, but we're not going to do that because not
2: everything can be solved like that, and we want to go about it the long way. <laughs> But to be fair, step one of fact-checking anything in particular is to just do a simple Google search of the thing. And nine times out of ten, something on Wikipedia is going to come up. Wikipedia is your best bet for here's some more information and more detail from which I can jump into a more specific Google search.
0: So if you type origin of 420 into Google, the first page that comes up is the Wikipedia page. The second page that comes up is Snopes. Snopes is generally regarded as a very high-quality, high-authority fact-checking service, so if you get lucky enough to hit a Snopes page, you can feel pretty confident in stopping there. But, for the sake of argument, they also provide all of their sources so you can yourself check the fact alongside them. The same is true of Wikipedia.
3: I believe the same is also true of sites like PolitiFact that are dedicated fact-checking site.
0: Honestly, if a site doesn't provide its sources, you probably shouldn't trust it. So for example, if I go and type origin of 420 into Google, and I pick easy slash 420, which is Wow, it looks exactly like you would think it looks. (laughs) Oh, boy. It contains a variety of false stories, including that it derives from a Bob Dylan lyric. Marijuana used to grow wild along Highway 420 in Ontario, Canada. These are ones I haven't even heard before. And... (sighs) The date 420 theory. April 20th is coincidentally the birthday of Adolf Hitler. And the day the Columbine High School shootings occurred. Why would you ever think that it's named after either of those?
3: (laughs) Yeah, because when I'm getting stoned out of my Jewish head,
1: I like thinking about Hitler. You know, today is a reverend day where a lot of Jewish people died. You know, I'm going to celebrate this solemn moment by getting completely just lit out of my mind. (laughs)
0: so obviously this is not a high quality source as you can tell by what i just said uh it also provides zero citations um it does it just is a list of theories however at the bottom it does happen to have what i know is the correct theory so good for them they happened to include accurate information as well but there's no way to confirm it through here this is a dead end and if you've reached a dead end, and it's not like a first-hand account, like an eyewitness account, or an interview with an eyewitness, or a scientific study, circle back and try something that isn't easysmoke.com.
3: <laughs> but it's so easy, and I want to smoke.
0: Oh, boy. So now we've got uh, an LA Weekly article called "Myth Busting." Four twenties, one true origin, and a whole lot of false ones. Now, this is promising because since it's a, a magazine, there's a pretty good chance that they will provide citations that we can double check on. And checking your citations, particularly if it's a news source that you're not super familiar with, like I don't know what the LA Weekly is, one would assume it's from LA,
2: like in California, but maybe it's from Louisiana. What do I fucking know? It's always important to keep in mind with things that are clearly meant to be newspaper names. There are variations on quality of, of reporting amongst newspapers. Like how the
0: Washington Post is decent, but the Washington Examiner makes me want to kill myself.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like there are many, many, many things that are named after L.A. the city. And because it's such a big name city, everyone across the country knows it. And so when they go looking for news articles, they'll see L.A. such and such. And they don't know which one is the big newspaper name of the city. So they just go with it and think, oh, well, it's a newspaper. So it must be well fact checked.
0: That's not necessarily true. So here's what I'm going to say about the LA Weekly. They don't strike me as a super high-quality source because their navigation bar is news, food, music, entertainment, arts, culture, podcast—these are all very normal—cannabis, THC, CBD. Yeah, that definitely
2: sounds like a weed mag.
3: Yeah, yeah. But in busting this specific myth— like, as a general source, I would not trust it, but a, as a source for Weed specifically, as a magazine, it might have at least something we can branch off from and give yeah, us new that's search terms. Fair.
0: It is a niche, specialized, focus situation. Exactly. It goes one by one through lists of myths. Uh, does 420 commemorate the death of Bob Marley? No, he died on May 11th. Is Did the Grateful Dead always stay in room 420 when in hotels? No. However, Grateful Dead fans did spread the use of the term 420 around the country. Uh, which, you know, that's a weird thing to find out. So that's probably something we could fact check as well if we wanted to. We could Google it. But we're going on a specific thing here. Isn't 420 Adolf Hitler's birthday? Yes, but it's not what 420 is referencing. <laughs> Does 420 refer to the number of chemical compounds in in weed? No, there are between 283 and 315 chemicals in weed. That's also something that you could fact check. Now you have some numbers, and you could be like, oh, are these real numbers? So you could look them up scientifically. Uh, Is 420 the number of a bill in Congress to legalize weed? No. A lot of people say 420 is a radio code for marijuana. No. Although it is the radio code for homicide in Las Vegas huh
3: that's interesting
0: that is interesting i might look that one up myself later okay california penal code tea time in amsterdam april 28th is a good planting date no it's not sorry (laughs) i happen to know that
3: offhand (laughs) that was a fine response though
0: uh let's see 420 is from a bob dylan song blah 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 okay all of these stories are false then what's the real deal is We're going to take the thing that they claim is correct and we're going to confirm it with other sources in a minute. The claim is the true birth of 420 dates back to the 1970s when it became the time for cannabis consumption among high school students in San Rafael. So, ironically, Delphi's is the most accurate.
3: I honestly did not expect that.
0: The group met in front of a statue of 19th century French scientist Louis Pasteur to get high at 4.20 p.m. So it I, it became a code word for when and where they were going to go smoke up. Apparently, it became more common in the area, Marin County, which apparently has a lot of Grateful Dead stuff there, and that's how the Grateful Dead <laughs> fans started
2: spreading it nationally. For people from California, that's Marin County. I don't like that.
0: It doesn't have a little <laughs> it doesn't have a little swoopy over the eye.
2: It never Why has Why doesn't have little, a swoopy? It never has the little swoopies over the eyes, but that is still Marin County.
0: <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Invest in a swoop. Anyway, fucking now we have the fact for us to check. So how do we confirm it? We take the details and we punch them into Google the same way we did with our first story. And we just repeat the process until we reach any kind of witness account, memoir, or anything featuring someone who was involved in this term being created. Or, alternatively, we can look for the first use of it and see if that is attributed to these people.
2: Either of those is solid. One of the most successful ways that misinformation gets distributed is simply that people will repeat things over and over again until it becomes the common sense, something that everyone just knows. It's important to keep in mind that when you're looking to confirm the fact check, you don't want to rely on just, well, every time I look it up, people say, yep, that's correct, yep, that's the real story. That's why, like Babylon was saying, it's important to try and find either some kind of interview or some initial attribution that directly links.
0: So what I did... Was I typed San Rafael 420, you're going to say the name of the county, Marin County, into Google. The first result is the Wikipedia article for the high school itself, which does not contain, uh, at a glance, information about 420 or marijuana slang. They would not be advertising
2: that it's California. No, I would not think so. (laughs) Um,
0: The second article, however, an interview with the people who coined the term. It's, Wow. It's the Jewish news of Northern California. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to that media bias fact check that I always tell everyone about. And we're going to put Jewish news of Northern California in and see if anything comes up. Okay. So there's no indication that this particular news outlet has been involved in any kind of major controversy about spreading false information. So we can feel relatively confident that this interview is what they say it is. And the interview is with people who attended San Rafael High School in 1971 and coined the
2: term 420. So there you go. We did it. We solved it. All right. And so like this is something that you can replicate on other topics. It it doesn't. uh, We obviously picked a kind of a fairly straightforward one, I think.
0: Yeah, we wanted to avoid anything too fucking crazy, cause there's a lot going on right now, and it's four twenty. Blaze it!
2: Yeah, and and the other part of it is that there's there's different endpoints that you can look for. If you're looking for statistics or like uh, fact checking a uh, uh, specific observable phenomena then your endpoints might not be interviews. They might be research papers. You know, understanding what makes a good research paper can sometimes also be a little bit complicated, as if it's been peer-reviewed. That is
0: well beyond our pay grade for a segment that is already 30 minutes long. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that's very important, and that we kind of sped past a little bit, was when I I did a reputation check on the newspaper. Mm -hmm. So when you get to what purports to be the final source... Before you accept it, do a quick check on the reputation of that publication. There's a real actual peer-reviewed journal about pediatrics and child medicine. But then there's like five that call themselves stuff like the American Association of Pediatric Assistants. Sounds very legitimate. And it's just like two guys in their garage spreading
2: conspiracy theories. Mm Mm-hmm. Check that reputation before you accept your final source. If we had picked one of the earlier artic- one of the earlier myth busting articles um, from a, a site and decided we wanted to, fa- you know, uh, test the the validity of that site, um, and we find that it's a site that tends to do very well and be very, you know, effective about its uh, fact checking and information, then while we may still choose to move forward and continue to fact check ourselves that can still give you a pretty good amount of confidence that what you're reading is something that has been researched. It's not just something that's being pulled out of their hat. And if you're just doing, like, a quick search for something, that may potentially be enough for you. Uh, anything else?
3: I can't think of anything. I wish I ate an edible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of wanting to get stoned, too. Though, (laughs) honestly, being stoned is about the only way you could get me to say anything remotely nice about Uncle Joe.
0: virtuous
1: ecstatic
0: unwavering
1: rejoice bliss joe
2: biden Biden.
1: i wasn't ready i wasn't recording
0: you were too i'll kick your ass
1: Damn, you just broke my cold open, huh? (laughs) The whole thing planned out and everything. Wait, what
0: the fuck was our sponsor this week? Fucking Uh, Biden. Biden. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. I bet Tony Stark would vote for Biden.
3: Biden is not sponsoring us. We are not sponsored by the Biden campaign.
1: Yeah, this has not been (laughs) this has not been been approved by the biden campaign we are not this has not been approved
0: or- by any campaign also That's uncle true. joe
3: if you're listening i would sooner set my pubes on fire than let you endorse us
0: i don't know <laughs> i'd be willing to take his money in exchange for just ragging on him endlessly
2: ironic branding is definitely a successful br- marketing effort these days
0: so the thing is i want to discuss final fantasy 7 but also ah. i've never yeah. played either final fantasy 7 yeah. We
1: can lead in with, with Final Fantasy, which is what I was trying to do, but the dogs keep interrupting me.
0: <laughs> is there a dog in Final Fantasy VII?
1: Uh, I don't think
0: so. Not I that I a de- that.
3: That depends on how you... What
2: definition of dog?
3: Okay. What kind of dog is- are you looking okay. for? Are you looking for a pet dog, or are you looking for a sentient talking dog that is part of the party?
2: Is it a dog? Oh yeah, there is a sentient talking dog.
1: Is is Red a Thirteen a dog or is he a cat?
0: I thought it was like a sort of a big lion thing. I
2: thought he was like a hyena. Well, <laughs> hyenas are just dogs and cats, like exactly. Boxes.
1: Yeah. And and speaking of uh, speaking of qu- uh, quadrupeds that have gained sentience, Final Fantasy R.
2: Oh god,
0: <laughs> is that what people are calling it? Final Fantasy R and not Seven R. According I'm about-
3: to the Final Fantasy Wiki. He is a red lion or wolf-like beast.
0: Oh, wow, they really couldn't decide. Huh?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, I'm going with hyena. Dude's a hyena, yeah, and I'm okay. into it. Well, hyenas
0: are cats, so we solved it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, Final Fantasy VII R came out, and there's a lot of fan consternation as we all kind of knew what would, that would eventually happen. We just weren't sure the direction. Um.
0: So for the first several days, everyone was kind of riding high on Final Fantasy 7-R, and not in the way that we were after Kingdom Hearts 3, where nobody really wanted to be the first one to say, oh, no. So people had, like, legitimate criticisms. I heard someone complaining about the music, and there's a lot of concerns about the way that difficulties are balanced, and this does not forgive that one fucking news article on Kotaku, I think, but... That's not what this discussion is about. There are legitimate criticisms about the game balancing and uh, the amount of HP that characters get early in the game versus the end of the game, things like that. But everyone was really hype about how it was revisiting this story in a in a new frame. Basically, how it was being Final Fantasy VII for a world where Final Fantasy VII already existed in the popular consciousness. So it was like justifying its own existence. And that was the initial response. That lasted about five days.
1: Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> th- this like th- this particular remake has been in like some weird development purgatory. That they had made it pretty clear that it was only going to cover Midgar and like just the events that happened there, and not like it wasn't going to be the entirety of Final Fantasy.
0: So, for those of you who are like me, what that means, cover the events of Midgar, is the first half? I'd uh,
1: say third, like first third. Maybe even yeah, a quarter. It's about like, yeah.
0: It's book one. <laughs> the first yeah.
3: quarter of the it's, first of three discs of the game.
1: Yeah, it's- It's, it's book it's, one uh, It's a 12? book of air.
3: Of like nine, but yeah. Oh boy. Because okay, the third so disc we- is not a lot of content. The it's third disc is just limited. the last dungeon.
0: Okay.
1: We all knew that it was going to just cover what was the tutorial section when it first came out. Oh, pretty reasonable people kind of looked at that and went, "Okay, well, they're going to have to add more content because there's not a whole lot going on in that segment. You can't turn hanging out in the like in the mega city into a whole game without adding some stuff."
2: Mhm. Mhm.
1: And there were some continuity changes made i'm not going to spoil them here but
0: oh yeah it enough- actually while we've got this going this is going to be a relatively spoiler free discussion of the remake because uh, none of us have played the remake half of us have never played final fantasy 7 either it's going to be pretty low on spoilers. If anything does slip out that I think is worth beeping out, I'll beep it out.
1: I only happen to know what the changes are because I follow certain people who were just like, holy shit. And because of those, those changes, a lot of, a lot of fans were upset because it wasn't a one-to-one recreation of the thing they already played. hmm Which I think it was kind of foolish. I get it. I would have probably been at that space for a number of other properties a few years ago. It's especially interesting with 7 and its particular uh, continuity. It's a little weird. It's funny to me because like my introduction to Final Fantasy 7 was through the compilation stuff that came out years after it already came out. And so I kind of reversed engineered my way back into 7. Guys, what continuity, man? Like, I don't... Gact ain't coming back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't they like not re-release that game at all not even like with high, high definition but like at all because Gact refuses to sign the licensing agreement
3: that sounds likely
1: to catch everyone else up to speed uh, once upon a time uh, Square Enix tried to milk 7 for like everything it had and they allowed a Japanese pop star known as Gact to have his own self-insert character in the games, and he was supposed to be this, like,
0: I do want to Sephiroth. clarify, if you don't know who Gakt is, this probably doesn't mean a whole lot, but he's, like...
1: He's something else.
0: Mega superstar. He can do whatever the fuck he wants in life, in, in Japan. he He
2: is a cultural icon.
1: Essentially a walking erection that produces rock music.
2: That is correct. What a visceral image you've created for me, a person with no context.
1: I'll expose you to him later, and you'll see why. Please I said do that. not expose. You'll, Gat. you'll
2: expose me to a gigantic <laughs> erection that can do what it wants.
1: So, so this man had his own self-insert character, and it was a whole thing, and it was very dumb. Something there was kind of a breakdown between Square Enix and either the studio itself or Gact, I cannot remember which. And they like they couldn't do anything more because of that particular break break breakup. So they kind of like left Seven alone for a while. Mm -hmm. That's why like Seven was like real big when I was in like high school because like you had you know like crisis core and like that weird mobile game where you got to play as the best characters and, and wait seven. crisis
0: core is a is a seven related mm-hmm. property oh man they really yep. went all you in. get
1: to play as zach the person that cloud thought he was
0: oh the the gay love interest
1: yes yeah the guy who's dating a 15 year old girl yeah
0: whatever it's fiction <laughs>
1: She's not real. I don't care. I, I honestly don't care. She's not real.
0: Mm-hmm, 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 I'm not going mm-hmm.
1: to call Child Protective Services.
0: <laughs> like, Hello, FBI. A Japanese video game character is having sex with another Japanese video game character.
1: So there was that whole thing. And so like, and with like multiple releases of Advent Children and the way that Seven ends, where, where it's essentially just kind of a cliffhanger. It's a little, like, I find it silly. To, to be concerned about continuity. But some people are really into that. So really where this, kind of, this whole discussion kind of comes out to is the difference between a remake and a reimagining.
0: Yeah, in my opinion, there are two things that you can call a remake. One is going to be a one-to-one absolute recreation with a better budget and better textures and what have you, uh, which is the path that the Spyro the Dragon Reignited Trilogy Went with. You know, there were no changes in gameplay or story, but there were a lot of really gorgeous, luxurious updates to the way it looked, to the way it felt. And then there are more comprehensive, there's the Kingdom Hearts approach where they release the final mix versions of these games which often have added scenes or added gameplay elements and are telling basically the same story in a more intensive more restructured way
1: yeah i mean uh the uh persona series does very much the same thing you Mm -hmm. you had persona 4 released and then persona 4 the golden release like years later with added content didn't
0: they just do that with the one of the personas a couple months ago yeah
1: they just did that with five they uh they did that with five it's actually what i'm playing now um persona five the royal
0: okay so would you say then that it's the same game with some touching up with some minor changes
1: um it's the it's essentially the same story with some some gameplay and some added story bits so far
0: okay okay
1: i haven't seen anything that like drastically like changes anything like it's not going to so I don't think the bad guys are something and like turn out to be something completely different.
0: So now you're the person who's in the know here. You, would you say that Final Fantasy VII r is more in keeping with that Persona 5 The Royals edition yeah. or would you say that it extends further than that? Something more like the difference between Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man?
1: I would say it's more of the the spider man then.
3: Definitely. Okay, okay. It drastically expands on a lot of the bit characters that were honestly fairly forgettable in uh, the original Final Fantasy VII.
1: Oh yeah, like Jesse had no characterization of Jesse, Biggs and Wedge.
3: I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about how they didn't even realize those characters existed besides the name Biggs and Wedge because they had oh. never penetrated the cultural consciousness. And why didn't I know about these characters? They're so great based on the remake.
0: Okay, so so what we've got here is a phenomenon then, I guess, where Final Fantasy VII has become its own media universe, kind of the same way Star Wars and Marvel Comics and stuff have, where you can be telling the exact same story in dramatically different ways.
1: hmm I don't think a direct one-to-one retelling of Final Fantasy VII was ever going to work out to begin with, and I think Square realized that pretty early on as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, you can completely remake the honeybee scene, but there's a lot of things that are just implied there, and no one ever really talks about the fact that he has a complete emotional breakdown in a scene in one of the, <laughs> in, in that.
3: And it's worth noting that a lot of the uh, original presentation of the Honeybee Inn was risk It's enough that if it hadn't been that comical, blocky rendering style that they used for the original, they would not have gotten even close to getting away with it. Oh, yeah. And still would not.
0: Again, for people who aren't familiar with it, my understanding is that the honeybee segment of the game is... The protagonist character selling himself sexually for information that is needed to progress the game. Is
1: that correct? Uh, no, it's... It's it's not
3: incorrect, but it's missing a lot of the point. Basically, the Honey Bee Inn is part of his attempts to cross-dress and do that thing you just said, except not. But he goes to a uh, brothel and hooks up with, in some versions, a
1: ton of dudes.
0: Okay. <laughs> which just is stuff that would definitely get the game's rating changed a lot
1: yeah i eventually i kind of want to do an episode on the hidden stuff that like things that could have only be gotten away with through abstraction in older rpgs mm-hmm. like there's a lot of examples of just like oh yeah just pretty pretty like graphic shit just being implied that you just couldn't You couldn't show that without there being a huge fuss.
0: Not to bring up Spyro the Dragon again, but this is kind of my experience with remade video games. It's limited to to Spyro the Dragon. And there's a segment in the first game where NPCs will, you know, drop their pants and moon you. And they had to actually use the exact same textures from 1997 or whatever in the remade high-definition version, because if they touched up the butt textures or added butt polygons, they were going to lose their rating.
3: Yeah, the ESRB says of the original, innuendo and dialogue during a bathtub scene, which, again, bathtub scene, if it had the higher resolution that the remake has and they just did the same thing, it would not get just mild suggestive
1: themes. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it would just be, it would be literally just a gangbang in a fucking hot tub.
3: And it would probably be really uncomfortable to watch in (laughs) the high resolution. You have to do some adaptation and changing.
0: There are a lot of people who want to watch high resolution cloud, I've forgotten, the cloud Final Fantasy. Just get the absolute brains fucked out of him. But I don't think that they make up the bulk of the game playing audience.
1: Probably not. No. To make changes to Final Fantasy VII with a main character like Cloud makes a whole lot of sense to begin with. Anyway, if I had to invent the most unreliable narrator, it would be Cloud Strife. Yeah, he begins the game thinking he is someone else. Like he so wait, thinks does he, he like, is
0: fully, um, introduce himself as Zack. Final Fantasy.
3: No. 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 He just believes. But other than the name. He introduces himself yeah. as if he had lived Zack's life.
0: Okay. Okay, so like some clone type of shit.
1: Zack was kind of the last person who spent a lot of time with him while he was um severely brain damaged. Oh. <laughs> like he assumed Zack's rank, his entire military career. He thought it was his, like his fighting skills, like all of that became his.
0: Okay, then. So, in conclusion, no one should trust a single thing that this little twink says.
1: There's an entire sequence in the original where he retells pretty much what happened to his hometown as if he were Zack. There was someone else in the room who was right there, who's just sitting there going, No, that didn't happen. No, that you weren't there.
0: Huh. I didn't
1: even know that. It's, it makes the dynamic very interesting, and I think it's the thing that people kind of forget Seven's a lot more interesting when you kind of like remember that our protagonist is severely fucking traumatized and brain damaged he's he's fucking nuts
0: so i'm gonna ask a question that's um maybe a little bit baity. would you say a significant number of people obsessing over Final Fantasy 7 over the past 20 years have been obsessing over an in-world fiction told by the protagonist rather than the events of the game itself.
3: I'd say a substantial portion are, yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like the most quintessential like version of Cloud that a lot of people have in their minds is the Advent Children version, which is you know this kind of cool but suffering protagonist who's just he doesn't want to hurt anyone else around him i
0: definitely watched advent children in high school and do you you know what my takeaway is on that
1: that he's a twat
3: motorcycles are made out
1: of knives (laughs)
0: punch kick girlfriend should have broken up with him 10 fucking years ago
1: yes oh yeah no tifa is way too good for him and she is best girl
0: that's my entire understanding of Cloud Final Fantasy per Advent Children, which is the closest I've ever come to Final Fantasy VII. I have some Cloud Final Fantasy opinions per Kingdom Hearts, but I have to assume they are even further removed.
1: Oh, yeah. No, those are completely separate entities under the... Cloud in, uh, in Seven mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. a dork.
0: Uh-huh. Like, he is
1: an utterly loser. Dweeb lord. Dweeb lord. He says things like, let's mosey what yep
0: oh no I say things like that I thought he was cooler than me
3: people want him to be
1: and he wants to pretend he is but he is not cooler than you oh no he is an utter dork and the scene that always kind of pops up in my mind as to like how this boy needs help is he gets told by like one of the villains what is actually going on with him he Punches out Tifa and then sulks on a scene. Oh
0: yeah, you did tell me that. That sounded so stupid that I forgot
1: about it. <laughs> it is one of those things where like I played this game when I was like twenty, mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And that scene stuck with me. All I can think is Nigga can fly!
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, hang on, hang on, He almost fell on.
1: to his death. Nigga can fly! What is he doing?
0: Could he not... Did did, did the game not reveal he had ceiling-sitting powers prior to this?
1: All, like, all weird supernatural abilities are, like, attributed to, uh, what I can call the game's central antagonist. Mm.
0: So what you're telling me is he got so upset that he developed the ability to fly?
1: Because he has bits and pieces of the villain inside him. Yes. Oh, Jesus. just remember,
3: ladies and gentlefolk out there, if your man smacks you and isn't overcome with enough grief to
1: begin flying, it's not <laughs> worth sticking it out with him. <laughs> I'm mean- here. Fucking just Tifa no-sells it, too. Like, she gets back up and goes, what the fuck was that? What what are you doing up there? <coughs> oh,
0: God. Punch kick Girlfriend, please. Just run away with Flower Girlfriend. You'll be so much happier.
1: It, this is one of those things where, like, I think people honestly forget how outrageously stupid Final Fantasy VII is. And all the parts that they actually enjoyed about it were Final Fantasy VIII. Like, when people think about Final Fantasy VII, they think about Final Fantasy VIII.
0: Now, now Delphi, You're not as, wrong. as the biggest fan of Final Fantasy VIII in human existence, you agree with this conclusion.
3: I hate to agree with it because so many of those people hate Final Fantasy VIII because they can't appreciate it and oh, don't deserve it, but yes. The things about seven people obsess over are Final Fantasy VIII.
0: Oh, that's really funny.
1: Final Fantasy VIII gets a bum rap for being uh, like the emo Final Fantasy, which I I think is unfair. I think that belongs to Nine. Eight is one like one of those ones where like I like I just like it because of its fucking like junction system. I fucking can't stand that thing. You're allowed (laughs) to be wrong.
0: I know one thing about Final Fantasy VIII, and it is this. Hot for teacher.
1: Oh, yeah. But teacher's also big sister, but not really, but not by blood.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy, they're just putting every porn trope into that one character, huh?
3: Into all the characters.
0: Oh, no, that's worse.
3: It's this massive...
1: We can't get into it. (laughs) Yeah, this game has everything. Incest, not incest... (laughs)
0: Those are the two kinds of things.
1: Hypno porn. Oh yeah, it does have the hypnosis porn. Yeah, it fucking what does. The name of God. It is essentially like a kinkster. Like it's the kinkster's Final Fantasy.
0: Spring bringing us back around. Away Sorry, from the I've been. Porn <laughs> AU. I've
1: been sitting here looking at the
3: ESRB descriptions of Final Fantasy VII.
0: Oh, Chris. And
3: <laughs> there hasn't been a good place to uh, share this, but the last two sentences of the ESRB warnings for the original Final Fantasy VII. During the course of the game, a goddess-like character is dressed in a low-cut top that displays moderate amounts of cleavage. The words (laughs) jackass, goddamn, and shit
1: appear in dialogue. There are semantics involved with the word remake versus reimagining versus redux. I think
0: it might have been more... Accurate to, instead of use the umbrella term remake, go with something more specific like reboot. But I don't know if it justifies people petitioning for refunds from Square Enix for false advertising.
1: Yeah. I I hadn't heard about that. (sighs) Well, considering the shitstorm that Mass Effect caused back in the day, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not surprised.
0: I can see a legitimate criticism to be made. I was under the impression that on the scale of remakes, it was closer to Kingdom Hearts Final Mixes than to Spider-Man Andrew Garfield's.
1: Oh no, no. But the game doesn't end the way it should.
0: I don't think that that justifies people saying that they were lied to by the advertisements and that they deserve refunds. Particularly considering how many genuine instances of false advertising we have in the video game production sphere these days.
1: There are, like, actual crimes being committed and, like, actual false advertising
0: But I will happening. say this. I've come out of this a lot more sympathetic to these people than I went into it, which was unexpected for me.
1: Huh. Okay. That's good. I don't know. I'd, I'm i still like, you. of course you weren't going to get the same exact story the same exact way. Maybe I'm just, I'm used to things changing on me. I don't know.
0: I thought that they were complaining that they got a version of the same story that wasn't similar enough. You know, like that they were complaining they got extra content added in or clarifications or in expansions. But it sounds more like they're angry that they got... A reboot that they got Andrew Garfield when they were aiming for Tobey Maguire. And I think that that's more reasonable than what I came in with, but I don't think it's reasonable enough. You know what I mean?
3: Especially since there's been no secret this entire time that that's what they were going to get. I understand why you would expect it to have been closer to the Final Mix thing, because well, yeah. you haven't been following it.
0: Exactly. I'm not a part of it, so it's reasonable for me to be ignorant. What's their excuse?
3: Yeah, that's my big question.
1: I mean, you have to remember that there also were people who were looking for reasons to be upset with this game before, long before it even came out to begin with. Mm. With, you know... BoobGate and oh, God. what's wrong with Aerith's face? Why does Barrett sound black? <laughs> the,
3: <laughs> those are complaints I have seen.
0: I don't think it's all in good faith criticism, but I do think that there is more reasonable criticism than I had initially imagined. And
1: also like, how did Barrett Wallace become a leader of a of that organization? Was it was he a diversity hire? Is this affirmative action? I was
3: about to say that I think it's just identity politics and when <laughs> the man of color speaks, none of these white people wanted to say anything.
0: D- what? Mm.
1: You're welcome. And how come Barrett Wallace can say nigger? <laughs> okay.
0: I have to ask this question. Are any of these characters actually white? Or no. is this another round of these are Japanese characters, but we've decided they're white because anime.
1: Yes, it's definitely that one. Okay. No, I mean Barrett is like very visibly black. No, not sp-
0: not the one no. black guy. No, who Barrett is, is definitely very, white. Very black. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> I I hate that that's the only character trait I have for him, but that is the only one that has percolated up into. Trust popular me, it was
1: his only personality trait in the original game. Like yeah. he was black and dumb, and oh had gun no. for him. The planet's dying, Cloud. God damn it! No, don't hurt Marla. I got a Gatling gun for hand. Okay. Oh dear. Oh. I don't video feel games as are bad, weird.
0: then, I guess. Just sad in a different way.
1: <laughs> and now, Joe Biden will make an announcement about him taking away your video games. Congratulations!
0: Congratulations!
1: Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations.
1: Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations.
3: Congratulations. 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 Congratulations! Congratulations.
0: I and.
1: I brought Jack Thompson back. Jesus. What? Joe Biden is a sorcerer.
0: That sounds right. Not a thing. Sorry, fun that's one. a real
1: deep cut. Gamers know what I'm talking about. Gamers uh, rise up. Am I, I cool now?
2: I don't believe that that's the true thing you said, but sure. <laughs> Gamers rise up.
0: Oh boy.
1: I'm not <laughs> touching this one.
0: Potter heads, grab your wands.
1: <laughs> oh god. Sure. Wait, what
3: was the. What was it? The. Theme? If we go super hoolock on this podcast, I am walking
1: out of the room. I don't even remember what half of the fucking thing was. Oh,
2: jeez. That's for the best. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, to be fair, like, when it was occurring, I just kind of- I really loved
0: that dumb shit when it was happening, but I don't love what it has become in the past ten years.
2: Yeah, I want to be clear. I'm not criticizing it for being cringy or nothing. I don't give a shit about that. My, My response here is, that was a dark time in our history- for a lot of reasons that had nothing to do with cringiness and everything to do with some real bad fandom dynamics, and I choose not to remember it. Like, I just...
1: Like the Sherlock fandom, like, threatening to, like, dox people and kill them?
0: There was that, yes.
2: I'm that just was unfortunate. I'm thinking about
0: two weeks ago when Sanders dropped out, and someone wrote a whole essay about how Sanders was actually Snape all along. Still a horrible person who's hurting kids, but for a good wow. cause... Okay.
1: God. No, please, I don't need to remember. Okay. I, I, I forgot it. <laughs> and oh, boy. Get back. Let's talk
0: about something good that
2: happened this week. What, okay, well.
1: Positives. Um,
2: that might be a tall order
1: on this particular week, my friend.
2: Let's talk
0: about something good that happened this week.
1: I'm waiting for our uh, mic arms to come in.
0: Uh, I made some chicken thighs, and they came out really well, and I didn't really get to eat them because I got sick instead of eating them, but they did come out
2: really well.
3: They did. I liked to eat them.
2: Yeah. I You, you get sick almost every time you make food you actually like, and I'm starting to think it's, it might be, like, an internal response to the excitement of potentially not hating food as it enters your body. Yeah, that sounds right.
1: <laughs> It's like a Pavlovian response. I might enjoy this. No! (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Must return to homeostasis, Blah. (laughs) I am kind of excited because I've got some stuff coming in the mail soon that has nothing to do with Amazon, so I am not a scab. We're crossing picket lines. The Teamsters aren't
0: uh, on strike yet, are they? I know they keep talking about it.
1: I know that they are putting something in the works, but I'll have to check with... People who actually track that sort of thing.
2: I think the um the uh, Instacart and uh, uh, other delivery folks are on strike though. Still good for them. I know something was. Yeah, they've been holding out a while, if I recall correctly.
1: Oh yeah, no, they were holding out for forever.
2: Like it's been going a couple weeks now because it's been it hasn't been going great. I'm
0: really proud of them though.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really good to see that kind of stuff happening, and I'm really, frankly, quite relieved that we live in a world where unions and organized action are starting to become a thing again, you know? See? So there's your positive. Unions are returning.
1: The unions are coming back. <laughs> Sunshine returns to the valley. <laughs> a single flower blooms in the desert.
0: Due to lower levels of pollution, unions are visible from inside the city limits. <laughs> Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> Humans are the virus.
2: <laughs> I mean, in this case, yes. Oh, God.
3: Uh, My good thing is I finally got to play Gravity Rush. I am not taking part in whatever y'all are discussing.
2: <laughs> that seems wise.
1: Yeah, I'm also role-playing as a 17-year-old high school student. That's with Supernatural pedophilia. powers.
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: Trying to seduce the the town clinician.
0: <laughs> Wait, is this that creepy doctor lady?
1: Yes, the creepy doc, the hot doctor lady. Yes, that's definitely pedophilia. If
0: I ever do play these this game, the Persona Five, I'm definitely going oh. for the the small autistic child and the like goth doctor. So that is, I- in
2: fact, what Lore does every time. Oh, Valen.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, my first run through, I seduced the the autistic child and accidentally the French like heiress.
0: Oh, the little the little tea party one. She's cute.
1: Yeah, that was by accident.
0: Nice work.
1: And and so when it came time for like the Valentine's Day like thing, both of them like showed up and were very confused, and then I got like ripped a new asshole. Uh,
0: <laughs> ah, it. <bad. laughs> That's funny.
1: Alright, where are we all found?
0: You can find me on Twitter at SEQBabylon.
2: You can find me on Twitter at JDABug1, J A -A one J-A-E-D-A-B-U-G-1, on Twitter. And if you can find my new porn blog, you're welcome to it.
3: You can find me on the ceiling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) After
1: punching out
2: your girlfriend? We're gonna have to find a girlfriend first. There's none local. Oh,
0: that's true. <laughs> we'll have to import them from
2: Canada. Yep, yep. That will be necessary.
1: i ship them <laughs> in a box. <laughs> and you can find me at Lore of the Jungle on Twitter.
0: And if you're feeling particularly frisky this fine quarantine, you can find all of us on Patreon.com/seq.
2: Well, that sounds like a good wrap-up for this episode, and thank you and good night. Good night!
1: Good night, Uncle Joe! Ah. Now you gotta play the record player for him. Teach black women how to raise their kids.